Being fearful that God won't provide for you is one of the big diseases, right? Being fearful that God will not provide or fulfill our provision. Um, and this is a big one, and this is one of the big anxieties that um, people have, in, as far as I've seen in our society today, is this anxiety of, do I have enough? Am I going to have enough? Will I be able to make my bills? What's going to happen 10 years from now? What's going to happen when I retire? Will I have enough savings for my retirement? And being cautious, being diligent, working hard, um, trying to be careful with your money is all good, but not because you fear that Allah will, will not provide for you in the same way that He would have if you didn't do those things, because your risk has already been written. This is a fact. It's a hard one to internalize. It's a really difficult one, because the way that Allah has made the asbab, the means of attaining onto your, your provision, is that you go out and you seek it, and that you obtain it through the means that you're obtaining it, work, um, through family, whatever the means are. So we have to go through the means. And so sometimes that's a veil for us to know that it's really all from Allah. Your boss is not paying you. Allah has written that money for you. It was already provided. And it would have been provided through another means if there was another means. But this is what's been written for you. And you can't decrease it. Sometimes what we see in our period right now, in our times, is that this is a big area where people fall into, into sin out of this fear, right? So they lie. Um, They'll lie on their resume, they'll lie to their co-workers, they'll lie to their bosses, all because they're afraid that they're going to lose their risk when it's already been written for you. And committing a sin is not going to increase it in any way whatsoever. People will be dishonest in business. This is the worst, right? When you have your own business and you're cheating your customers because you think that's going to increase you. It won't. It won't. It absolutely won't. Um, you know, there's a saying uh, that no one can... You're not, you can't benefit your dunya, this life, by harming your akhirah, the next life. This is not, not only is that a bad trade-off, but it doesn't even work. It won't work. He's breaking down here the two sources of these diseases. And the first one is, really, it's anxiety. It's this anxiousness that overtakes us. And we're like that. This is the way we've been designed. And sometimes that's to our benefit, and it helps us in, our preservations of our, in the preservation of our life and our safety. But we shouldn't let it overtake us. Um, and I, I, was, I was talking to someone recently about this. Something like 60 million maybe Americans are on, or maybe more, are on some kind of anxiety medication, right? And these are the ones that have been diagnosed, have actually gone to a, a, a medical professional and received a, a medication for it and fulfilled, and filled a prescription. So maybe like another 50% that are just dealing with it. And it's not surprising, right? And these numbers are huge. I mean, there's only like 300 plus million people in the country. It's a huge number. But it's not surprising because every time you turn on the television, right, and you look at the news, first of all, the local news is all fires, accidents, and somebody got shot in some town. Um, yeah, on the national level, there's always, we're going to be attacked, we're going to be killed, this and that. And then there's always, you're not saving enough, you don't, Aside from all of those like, fears like, oh my God, my safety, right? There's also, look at all the stuff that you should have and you don't have it. <laughs> like you open up your mailbox and you have one piece of genuine mail and then there's a bunch of stuff trying to sell you things. It's the same thing in your email. You know, even if you're real careful with your email address, you go into your email and there's ad after ad. You bought one thing from a store once and now you're, gonna, you're getting emails every single day telling you that there's a great sale. Everything is pushing us towards feeling anxious, like we need something that we don't have, whether it's safety, 
whether it's uh, security, whether it's more money, or whether it's just more things, or shinier things than the ones we have, even though we have one already. The state of anxiety that we're being put into by design, is, it's, not, it's, it's a big deal. And so, and one of the biggest, one of the biggest ones that happens is you fear for your money. I, I don't know how I'm going to get by. Will I be able to pay my mortgage? Will I be able to pay my rent? I mean, and even the fact that this concept that everyone has to own everything, right? Like you have to own it. What are you talking about? You don't own that. You have to own it. You have to own it. You have to buy this. You have to buy that. Um, what do you mean you have two kids and you have a passenger car? Are you crazy? You need a, like a really big car with a lot of space in it for all their stuff. Well, don't get the kids the stuff, you won't need the big car. <laughs> he also mentions the importance of dhikr, remembrance of Allah. And this is dhikr with the tongue and also in the heart and also in our actions that are not specifically what you might consider dhikr, right, remembrance. So it's not just saying la ilaha illallah subhanallah 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 after the salah, right? It's also remembrance throughout the day, right? When Aisha radiallahu anha mentions that the Prophet was always in a state of dhikr, she didn't mean that he was always reciting dhikr, but rather that he was, his state was that he always remembered Allah. Because there's really only two states, right? There's remembrance, dhikr, and then there's heedlessness, ghafla. Ghafla is you're heedless of Allah. And so your actions are what? The actions of a heedless person. When you're committing sins, you're not remembering Allah. When you're ignoring the time for prayer and it's getting close and, you, and then you missed it, that's heedlessness. So there's only two states. And the better state is remembrance. Because if you're remembering Allah, you're not going to be rude to your family member. You're not going to be angry when you shouldn't be. You're not going to be fearful of things that you shouldn't necessarily be fearful of. You're not going to be miserly when a poor person needs your assistance, etc. Right? So being mindful of Allah and being, having remembrance of Allah constantly is really a big, a, a big deal. Because the nafs, brothers and sisters, the nafs was never meant to define for us what is wholesome and good on this earth. The nafs is connected to the dirt, it's connected to this earth, but the ruh is what's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the source of the ruh is telling you what's good for you, that's what you submit to and that's what you connect to.